Draw an idiom. Cool as a cucumber. Hold your horses. Kick the bucket. I put a list of common idioms in the description below with their meanings. Cut them out and separate them from the meanings. Next, give them to your students. A student picks up one of the idioms and draws it. The other students have to guess what it is. After they get it right or if they give up, ask them to guess the meaning. We did this at a Korean language exchange I attended. English speakers would draw Korean idioms and then guess the meaning. And Koreans would then draw the English ones we would guess them and then explain the meaning to them. It's a great activity and a useful way for your students to learn about English idioms. So a student picks up a card, cool as a cucumber. They draw it out just like Pictionary and the other students have to kind of figure it out and guess. Once they get it right, they can guess what it means. You can also take the idioms and the meanings and mix them up and then try and figure out which idiom goes with which meaning. My superhero. Each student has to draw their own superhero. Give that superhero a name, strengths and weaknesses. After they've done that, they can share their superhero to class. This is an easy activity. All you need is a piece of paper and the students to draw and use their own creativity to create a superhero. These superheroes can also be used in future activities, perhaps like an Avengers meetup where you tell students to group up and they've got to create a story that they role play. Or you can use it for creative writing where students have to write their own story. It's also fun because I know a few students would like to be villains instead. Hangman. Hangman has been a fundamental game in teaching English. Students have to guess a word or phrase. You create a number of dashes equal to the number of letters in the word or phrase. Students then have to guess letters of the alphabet. If it appears, you write it in at the correct dash. If they make a mistake, you start drawing a hanged man. You start with the head and then the body, the arms and the legs. This has been a mainstay for many teachers because it's a quick and easy game to play with your students and they understand it well. They also don't want the man to be hanged. The idea behind hangman can be a bit gruesome. So here are some alternatives that you can use instead. What about disappearing snowman? Draw a snowman on the board and each time a student gets a letter wrong, then part of the snowman melts until there's nothing left. Or you can try the mouse and cheese game where the mouse is trying to make it up the stairs to some cheese. You can come up with your own variation, but make it fun and challenging for your students. House, tree, sun, animal, water, psychological test. Tell your students to draw a picture. In the picture, there should be a house, a tree, a sun, an animal, and water. Do an example for them or show them an example of what it should look like. Give them five minutes to finish. Once they are done, next tell your students that actually psychologists use this as a psychological test for their patients because when we draw we use our emotions and our personalities. So each item actually represents something in their lives. You are the house. 
the way that the house is shaped, the roof, the windows, the door, the walls, if they're strong, it shows what you are like as a person. And perhaps you can take that first picture and explain to the students how you would analyze yourself. The tree is your mom. What is your relationship with your mom? The, the branches, how big it is. Is it close or far away from the house? Son is your dad. How close is your relationship? Is it big or small? Is it bright? Does it look friendly? Does it look scary? Whatever animal it is, is connected to their friends. How do they see their friends? Water represents money or career. How do they see themselves work with money? If it's a big lake, if it's a, if it's a fast stream, how can they analyze it? This is obviously just for fun. And tell your students that. Tell them this is just a fun way to kind of analyze their personalities. Once they are all done with their pictures, you want to take their pictures and then redistribute them to the class. Oh yeah, by the way, tell them not to write their names on the paper so that the person who gets their picture doesn't know whose it is. Then give the class a couple of minutes to kind of look at the paper and then psychoanalyze it. Once they are done, put them into groups and they explain what they think the person is like. You can reveal the artist for each picture and then also talk about whether they think that the picture reflects their personality. 100 conversation topics. I put a file in the description below, join the email list and you get it for free. Students can do these in pairs or in groups. Each person picks a question and asks their partner. First, you have to prepare the students by doing an example. So ask a question and draw answers from your learners. Let's say the topic is breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You would start by asking what some traditional breakfast foods are or what do your students eat for breakfast? These days, many families skip breakfast. Don't they think it was perhaps good for families to come together before starting their day? It's always funny when you watch an American movie or TV show. The mom creates this huge breakfast only for the dad to rush in and say, oh, there's no time. We're late. He grabs a piece of toast. Everybody in the car. And then everybody rushes out without eating any of the food except for the toast. My mom would have killed us if we left so much food on the table. You get your students in a conversational mood by asking them these questions. Also remember to practice conversational skills by asking them follow-up questions or getting them to share their opinions with class. They should make up their minds and be able to explain their reasoning. Distribute the paper with the conversational questions to the groups and let them practice it with each other. When they are done, they should give you some feedback on what they talked about. It also helps if you give them a number of topics they have to cover and an amount of time. For example, you can say, I want you to do at least five different topics and it should take 10 minutes. That way they know how much they should cover and they can't just give answers for too short or go on for too long. When they are done, they have to give feedback on what they talked about. This is important because it shows students that they have to practice and remember what they talked about. So you can either ask them what they discussed or learned about a partner or get them to do one of the conversations in front of class. Once done talking about the topics, get your students to practice debates 
by taking opposite sides of an argument. This is a great way for your students to practice speaking.